Oh no, the Canadians are coming. Chris, John and Irish Ashley combine to make the ultimate team better than any wet dream. Welcome to the Untitled Twitch stream. John's the CEO and Boomer. Ashley's the real leader. Chris brings the vibes and juices as our enjoyment increases. Welcome to the Untitled Twitch stream. Oh, you're muted. I'm not. <laughs> yeah. Can't hear you. Can't hear you at all. Yeah, that's right. Doesn't just bring vibes and juices. Also brings tech professionalism. <laughs> Can't hear a word you're saying. Oh, you were back for a second. You were back for a second. Hang on. Thank you, Steve. Yeah, there you go. Now, now we can, can you hear, hear me now? Yeah, there you go. Okay. Do you, I don't know why, but that defaulted to come through my um, game capture cards. That's weird. Streaming always, is just doing its own thing these days. Yeah, I always have to like triple check. <clears throat> um, I don't know because it's always wrong. Every time I sign in, it's wrong. It's always wrong. And I always have to change it. And even like, sometimes it'll be like, uh, uh, you guys will tell me that my mic's low. And I'll check and it's the right mic, but it's the default one. Not It says like default, which is the one that I've set, which is my, my age yeah. And then it's like the same one, but it doesn't say default on it. And that one works better. And I don't know why. Even though it's the same microphone. It's I've the had exact that as same well. microphone. Tech is so uh, stupid. I'm guessing uh, Steve said also brings the volume. So I'm assuming that I was allowed. So I just turned my, my volume down a little bit. Yeah. Um, what's happening? It's it is probably Kirsten. It is probably because I changed the setting from my own stream earlier. Uh, default Maybe. greatest comedian in history. Oh, is that the name? Shut of your mouth, D Carp. You shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> they are so bad. They're so bad. They're one where like when Jordan and I were doing the podcast, we we spent. Default had one song, and I swear we spent half the episode talking about how fucking shit that song was. Oh, and there shit. were at least 17 songs on that album. <laughs> and we just had to blow through so many. It was like, fine, fine, but back to Default. Fuck this band. They're terrible. <laughs> there were like, there was this weird moment in Canadian um, alt rock where everyone was Nickelback. Mm -hmm. So it was like, um, uh, oh, cool. Thank you, Steve. Um, so it was like, so Nickelback blew up, obviously. It was the biggest band in the world. And then there was all these little baby Nickelbacks that started showing up. And they all sounded exactly the same. They had uh -huh. the same sort of like, sort of fucking vocals. It was like, okay, you can't sing, but you can growl. That's fine. Same guitar riffs. They looked the same. They all looked like mm -hmm. they could be, like, you know how teams have benches? There's like starters and then there's the replacement players. They yeah. look like they were on Nickelback's bench. It was such a weird time. Everyone, what I love is I keep finding out that everyone in different areas had different amalgam names for the bands. So the biggest okay. three in Canada were, it was Nickelback, obviously, Theory of the Dead Man and Default. And my brother used to call them Theory of the Nickel Fault, <laughs> which I thought was so good. And then since doing the podcast, other people have come forward with their own acronyms for it that they'd made up while they were listening. It's like... I'm so glad it wasn't just us. You know when you have a realization when it's like, this is crazy, right? And then other people go, it totally is crazy. I've been thinking about that. You're like, oh, I feel so much better. I feel yeah. absolutely Your validated. insanity is validated. Yeah. yeah. 
So speaking um, of insanity, uh, did you see my posts? No. Someone made up a fake Facebook and Instagram <gasps> account did. of me. I did see this. Full fakes and are like creep messaging friends of mine. That's so, so weird that they're actually, but they're actually doing it to your friends. Yeah, I mean, they might be doing it to strangers as well, but strangers mm. didn't know to message me about it. So I got I got a message from um, a friend of mine, Hannah Becker, who's a, a great comic. She's based in Barcelona. Um, and I met her when I went out there with a friend of the show, Max White. And um, uh, she just sent me this message. I, so first I got a message from Facebook being like, an account of, of you has been reported as possibly fake. And I've had my account deleted in the past uh, because someone thought, I don't know, I never got a reason out of Facebook, but my account that I'd had for 15 years was just gone one day and mm -hmm. I couldn't get it back. So I was like, fuck, am I going to lose it again? And then um, I got these messages from Hannah being like, heads up, this happened. And they used my pictures. Um, and from like, not like profile pictures, like deep cut pictures. Really? They used my name. They got, they said where I was from was weird. It said I was from Canadian, Texas. That is where you're from. I don't know what you're talking about. Why Why would you do so much work and then make up a town? Why would you do Canadian Texas. What even is Canadian Texas? Not a, I wanna, not a I want to know what Canadian Texas is, though. I mean, it's Alberta. It's Alberta is, is Canadian Texas. <laughs> it's where all our oil fields are. It's where all the bankers wear cowboy hats but have never ridden a horse. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a nightmare Alberta. out there. Ob obviously the worst COVID, obviously. Um. And, so do uh, yeah, you know so, if they've messaged other people? So they've definitely messaged one other person. So Hannah sent me the picture, um, the like the link to the account, which I checked. It's gone now, which is good. It was gone within about 20 minutes. Oh, and, right. um, yeah, what is what is Canadian? Sorry, y'all. Um, can I have mm -hmm. some maple syrup on them grits? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> And, I want uh, this to be a character. <laughs> she, uh, uh, feel free to put in uh, uh, phrases you want me to say in Canadian Texas in the chat, and yeah. I will do what I can. Um, so she sent me the the link to the the account which I checked and I took screenshots of, and then she was like, "Here's how I knew it wasn't you." And she sent me two messages that had been sent by the account, and the first one said, "Hello, sexy," and then the second one sent a few hours later said, "Hi, sexy." And she sent me a message being like, I got these. And I was like, I don't think that's Chris. I don't that's never that's not really in line with the relationship it's not that I've really had. With your them in the past. No. Yeah. And then I got messages from another, weirdly, another comic that I met in Spain, um, Helen. And she sent me the screenshot of the messages, but she'd gotten them on Instagram. So they started an Instagram account of me as well. And oh, uh, somebody really went to deep fake you. Yeah. And uh, and they tried to start a conversation with her, but they got a bunch of weird details wrong. And so she was like, yeah, this is weird. And then she sent me a message an hour later, and they changed the name and the picture on the account. So the account's still there, but it's not me anymore. Oh. And she answered, and she was like, why did this, why did you used to be called Chris Betts? And they were like, oh, that was a mistake. Sorry. So That's I don't know what their so deal is. shady. I don't know what they're trying to accomplish or what the plan is. I but mean, thank, they were just like, Hannah this guy. Right away. This guy fucks. This, this guy is yeah. going to get us <laughs> so much action. This is the way in. This is the, the guy 
the face yeah. that we need. He's look at him. He's so trustworthy and attractive, and everybody's just going to be putty in our hands yeah, with this guy as our face. <laughs> and then I guess like they must have messaged women, and they and women were all like, "Chris doesn't flirt with us, anybody. Why no. are you doing this?" And they were like, "Ah, fucked it. Sorry." <laughs> God damn it. Where's where's That's John Hastings? Right. Let's get John Where's Hastings up things. here. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna get further with John Hastings. Yeah, Captain Creep. Captain Creep, John Captain Hastings. Creep. We all know it. He just there's something intangible about him, you know? <laughs> yeah. just... <laughs> Can't quite put your finger on it. You yeah. just know that you probably don't want to be left in a room alone with him. <laughs> so yeah, so that's been that's been that was a weird thing to find. And it's that funny because like some Two separate comics have been like, that's a bit of an ego boost, eh? And it's not like, it's like they weren't pretending to be me professionally. They were just no. catfishing people. It's not like they were like, this guy's famous. And so we're going to, we're going to capitalize on that. They just went, no one knows who the fuck this, it's the opposite. It's actually mm -hmm. quite rude and it hurts my feelings <laughs> because I want to get, I want to get to the, the, like, it's not like I'm like Sharon Stone on Tinder. Where people are like, "You're not Sharon Stone." <laughs> she was. Uh -huh. Did you hear about that? She was like complaining that she couldn't get laid because she was trying to go on Tinder, and everyone was like, "You're not I didn't, Sharon Stone." Get I out didn't of here. hear about that with Sharon Stone. I think Zach Efron had the same experience, though. That's so funny. That he was like using dating apps, and people were just like, "You're not Zach Efron." Yeah, of course. And why would you believe that he was? Catfishing's a real thing, and Zac Efron lives in another universe. He lives in another universe, exactly. But I, I remember hearing him in an interview do that. And then easily two or three years later, I was on I was on one of my very brief stints on an online dating app. I fucking hate them. You know, I, I'll go on for 24 hours every two years and realize I hate it and leave again. You can't do um, what's, what's the foot move on a dating app? How do you... What emoji do you use? <laughs> <laughs> Weirdly, it's it's it's. I was going to come up with a joke, and it's not there anymore. I've I've missed the moment. Um, Carson, <laughs> <laughs> this is great. Have you seen his face recently? He's a catfish now. If he uses his younger images, yeah. Um, Poor guy. Poor. But I did. Man. I came across a. I think it was Tinder or Bumble. I was using. I think it might have been Bumble because I definitely binned Tinder as an option a long time ago. But um, I came across an account that had Zac Efron's photos in it. Mm. But it was like, it was, you know how some people started using Tinder as like a, or dating apps as like a marketing scheme? So no, it was but like, that checks out. That makes sense. Yeah. So people would go in and, or they would create an account and just match with everybody. And it would be, hey, have like, come see this thing or whatever i don't know i've yeah. known people have used it to sell like their friend show okay uh, oh yeah know. ishan did yeah. that ishan akbar did it for a while i don't, I don't know, know if it worked but he did it mm. Anyways, um sorry. i've known yeah some people use it for their friend show and stuff where it's like uh th but they'll say it in the profile they'll say hey come see my friend show swipe right if you want to know more or whatever um so this one was promoting his latest movie and it was some sort of marketing account and so oh, they so had like, Zac Efron's photos studio but it was like from I don't even know if it was from the studio man but it was some sort of promotion thing weird. it wasn't trying to be Zac Efron mm. but it was still like a weird thing and I just remember being like yeah 
if if this sort of shit is happening, that's why people don't believe you're Zac Efron if you're trying to use a dating app. Yeah, of course. And why would they? But, we know that there are secret dating apps for famous rich people. Yeah. We know that there are that we're not allowed on. One of them is called Raya because I listened to a podcast with Andy Richter and he talks about going on Raya because he's recently divorced and he's in like, he's got to be in his 50s now. But he's like, I don't know how to beat people. It's COVID. And he was saying, he's like, it sucks because everyone's so fucking young. Like, I want to, I don't want to be yeah. like 19 year olds. And also, why are the, why do these 19 year olds have so much money? But he's just like, he was, he's talked to a couple other famous people on his podcast, which is a great podcast, by the way. We're not sponsored by Andy Richter's podcast, but I'd happily be. It's a very good listen. Um, but, uh, but, and he talks to other people and they're like, yeah, sometimes it works out. But for the most part, it's just, it's weird because you see people you work with. Okay. Because it's like a small area. Like you have to be, you have to be recommended by someone. You have to be um, hot enough. Or <laughs> if you're not hot enough, you have to be famous enough to make up for how not hot you are. Right. Okay. Uh, which, by the way, is sort of how American Apparel used to hire, I found out. Because <laughs> uh, oh I, 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 um, I used to sleep with the a girl who was so fucked at American Apparel. And she said <clears throat> um, that whenever they got resumes in, you didn't even read it. You would just, in the top right-hand corner, you'd mark them out of 100. And if it was anything less than 80, they'd just throw it away. They're not going to hire. The world's so shit sometimes. Yeah. That's Steve. That's, I mean, that's my brand buddy. Steve Mooney says, you have your own podcast you don't promote, but are happy to promote others. We're happy to promote ones that might be viable enough to sponsor our show. I don't know the Andy Richter podcast, but I trust Chris's judgment. So <laughs> it's just very nice. It's just nice conversations. Do you know who Andy Richter is? No. He was a Conan sidekick. Okay. Yeah. So he sat um, on the couch and just said very funny things occasionally. And that was how he made his living for 25 years. <laughs> right. Yeah. Can somebody life. pay me to do that, please? That's, I mean, come on. I mean, why are there people is... that have made a living like that? Yeah. And he wasn't, he didn't even know Conan when he got the job. He got a job as a writer first. They were testing Conan because he'd never had a show before. And um, they were doing camera tests. And Conan is like this weird ball of energy. And so, the, so Robert Smigel asked him, he was like, can you just sit with him? while he's doing this because he's so uncomfortable and apparently they were so funny together that the producers are like let's just fucking chuck andy out there that's and great he stayed he left for a few years in the middle because he was sick of being a sidekick understandably uh got his own sitcom andy richter versus universe which was very funny and was canceled on unfairly i think i was a big fan at the time Did you base chris betts versus the audience on that title no i'd forgot that that was the name of it up until i was listening to the podcast but i loved that show like i really loved it I feel and, like you were um, subtly influenced by that show. <laughs> if if so, I love it, man. If I can have an Andy Richter reference in my fucking show, <laughs> love it. That's a comedy deep cut. That's great. <laughs> but um, but yeah, no. So like like I never got to do dating apps because I met Sadaf just before Tinder kicked off. You have missed nothing. You would hate it. You would hate it. I think I you'd be on my side with this. Full hate it. Like I don't yeah. like texting people I know. Like yeah. I don't like you guys in the in the chat in the Discord. Oh, yeah. You and John I are mean, like very active, and then I come yeah. in after nine hours, and I'm just like quick summation. Yes, no, yes, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> like, it's really excellent. I just um, I, can't I always stand. feel bad that you have so much to catch up on, but 
I also enjoy talking to John, so fuck you. <laughs> I love it. I love reading it. I'm I'm glad you guys are having a good time. Oh, well, that's like, good. I just can't. <laughs> I just can't get involved. I I can't stand texting people, um, yeah. which I feel bad for because Sadaf's so far away, and we'll text yeah. for a little bit, and I hit ten minutes, and I'm like, I have to stop immediately. I can't. Yeah. I can't do this anymore. Yeah, I don't really like it that much. I'll I'll send a few messages, but I I don't I don't like to have like a full texting relationship mm. you know it's just not necessary it's just, um, it's just weird i'd rather just see you and if i yeah. can't see you then it's like oh. en enjoy your life i'll see you when i'm in your city again yeah. <laughs> i got a message from a, a very good friend of mine whose birthday it is today and i need to message her actually um a couple of years ago and she was really upset because we hadn't talked in like a year and a half and she was like i feel like like we're close like you're my friend and yeah. i was like and I always will be. And we're not going to talk until we're in the same city. And that's just how it's going to be. And I love you so yeah. much. And that's that's just the truth of me. Yeah. I have a, f uh, a few friends like that where even if we don't keep in touch, we are solid friends. And we'll always pick up where we left off. And I'm not a big texter, but I also do have a lot of social anxiety and paranoia. Mm. So... I do occasionally kind of get to a place where I'm like, I'm not really sure if I still have that person in my life in the same way and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, like I really start to self-doubt, really, yeah. really get in on myself about it. Um, but over the past couple of years, there's been a few people where I've realized, oh, this is just nonsense in my head. Like, <laughs> um, and a few different things have happened that have made me go, it's okay. It's okay. People don't dislike you as much as you think you do, as much yeah. as you think they do. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's not that bad. Yeah. I got a, I got a very nice message from a friend of mine that I haven't seen in a while. Um, and he's sort of similar to me and that like, just not that in contact. Mm -hmm. And it was just, it was just a quick happy and like, Hey man, I think about you. Yeah. And I was, I was like, thanks dude. Like that's, that's very that's nice. That's really nice. Yeah. yeah. Cause he's, he's I mean, one of those guys where it's like, he means the world to me. And well, you know him actually. I'll put, I'll put the name in the private chat. Oh. Um like he means the world to me. Like, I love this guy. Um, but we just we just don't oh, talk yeah, that of all. course. Yeah. yeah. And it was like, but he's like, he's like a brother. Like, I, I fucking love this guy. And um, Aww. and so getting that was like, ah, oh, that's nice. Like it's it's good to know, you know? That's really nice. Yeah. I yeah, I mean, I have that um with a couple of friends. There's a couple of people where I'm like, oh, we have a bond, like mm. fully do. Yeah. Um, and one of them I didn't really speak to for a lot throughout the past number of years. And just in the past two years, maybe three, we've sort of been finding our way back to each other in terms of keeping in touch a little bit more. Nice. Um, and it's really, really nice. And I got a message from them today to, uh, she lives down in London. Um, and so uh, I got a message from her today saying, I'm booking us tickets to see Dylan Moran, Dylan Moran, uh, in June in London. Sick. And now I'm like, I'm going to fucking go to London in June. I'm going to oh. totally plan my life around that. Yeah. 100%. And I'm so excited. I yeah. am so excited because now I'm like, right, that's going to happen. That is something I'm going to work towards for the next six months. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, it means now I'm like, okay, I'm going to go to London in June. Let's start fucking booking gigs in. Let's start doing the whole thing. Yeah. 
So that's, that's perfect kind of amount of time as well. Six months is like, you yeah. need that. If you're going to start book, you need to book those shows this week. Like, yeah, <laughs> they fucking fill up, but that's awesome. Yeah. That's going to be so much yeah. fun. So I'm coming to fucking London, bitches. That's a great way to stay in touch with a friend. I got another friend of mine who he moved to South London, like South, South. Like you have to take, you have to get off the tube, get on another type of train to get there. Right. Excuse me. It was two hours to get to his place from my place. And uh, so I just never saw him. It was just too right. far away. And so we just had a deal where um, if a band was coming to town that we thought That's the other person nice. would like, we just buy two tickets. And I was like, heads up, we're going to see this band. And so it was great. It was a night out. It was a thing. Like money had been spent, so you couldn't bail. Yeah. Um, and it was like an event. And we would always meet in the center of town because he didn't. there were no gigs where I lived. There were no gigs where he lived. So it was like a perfect yeah. in between. Fucking wonderful. That's great. Yeah. It's nice when you can find a way to maintain somebody, like not maintain somebody, maintain a relationship with somebody who means a lot to you, but your lives have gone different ways. Mm -hmm. It is really, I think it's really special. And um, yeah, I think definitely now with the lockdown and everything, a lot of people are realizing that online conversation is is not the be all and end all like if yeah. it's not happening it's not it doesn't mean anything yeah like i've noticed, can, I've noticed a, a huge mostly. i don't know if it's just the the circle of follower like people that i follow but um a huge uptick in messages over the last year being like if i don't answer you it's probably just my crippling anxiety don't worry about it yeah like, it's not it's not yeah and i see a that lot of people room. Um, I think as well, it, it kind of, we just had to come to that m mutual understanding because for lockdown, it's like everybody was at home. Everybody was online. Yeah. In theory, there's no excuse for not re replying to people, mm. but it just is so mind boggling and twisty and f not real that it is really difficult sometimes yeah. even if even if you're somebody who's into it it's still difficult yeah and also it was like especially during lockdown i was like they're gonna ask me what i'm doing and it's nothing and i yeah. got i got nothing to talk about so it's sort of yeah. like like i remember i had a nice time um i realized that i was uh glenn will and i were watching football at the same time uh via twitter and we ended up like just messaging just sort of live messaging during a game and we went for about 45 minutes and then we realized we were watching different games. <laughs> we were both just watching football. You were watching different how much like talking about hey, that was a great goal, or like specific referencing had you covered so before much. you realized <laughs> so much. <laughs> And it wasn't until there was like a wild person in the crowd, like they cut to someone that really fucking stood out. And Glenn was like, what's the deal with this guy? And I was like, what guy? What are you talking about? And he's like, oh, they'll cut back to him in a second. You must have just missed him. And then within about three minutes, we're like, we're absolutely watching different books. We're not. We're not watching the same thing. This is so stupid. That's but it was fun. I had a great excellent. time. But, yeah, that's um, so funny. But that was the only kind of thing that I could message around because then there's something happening that I could comment on as opposed to yeah. like, well, I'm I'm in my house mm -hmm. being safe. Yeah. Trying to learn another skill that I'll do for a week and then quit. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. How many hobbies did you take up in early lockdown? Um, I started making a video a day. Uh -huh. uh, uh, that was early. Uh, the first one was, it was called Top Pro Life Tips. And those were just very silly. And, and I like those. Like one of them was uh, how to juggle. And the tip was um, just tell people that you can juggle. They'll believe you. No one wants to see. And that was it. That was the whole video. They were always like really short. They were like 10 seconds. And then um, I did uh, topical jokes for about eight weeks. Uh -huh. uh, like three minutes of topical jokes five days a week, which was a great writing exercise. Um, and then I just got bummed out from reading the news every fucking day. Mm -hmm. um, then there was chess, origami, drawing, guitar, uh, Twitch, um, mm -hmm. screenwriting, um, a lot. Yoga. <laughs> There's more. There's more, and I can't remember the name. Oh, yeah. uh, not not tying. Um, nice. Which I still. You, I mean, that, can you that do a monkey fist? I still have. I still got my uh, my 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 knot tying ropes. I keep That's in the cute. It's a very nice. It's like my version of knitting. I can just sit there and just sort of tie knots. Mm. Have uh, Have you learned a monkey fist yet? Uh, I don't know. That it wasn't in my book. I gotta. This is literally, it's a knot tying uh, uh, set up for children, which I don't know if you can see that. Oh, let me, let me turn off the it's light here. Bright. Let me turn off the ring light. That's... So can you see it's like a Hardy Boys style cover? <laughs> is this it's, like a Scout Honor book or something? No joke, it's for like seven-year-olds. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a lot of great knots in here. There's a lot of really useful knots, so... So yeah, so that's uh, that was one of them. So and that's I, there's definitely more that I've forgotten. There's one hundred percent more that I've forgotten. But it was like it was a constant effort yeah. to just do something because yeah. I couldn't write jokes. I couldn't bring myself to write. No, I couldn't either. Jokes. Couldn't write stand up at all. Couldn't write at all. I couldn't believe anyone that could. It was oh, yeah. uh, started writing like daily essays or just yeah. like missives. Started writing those, not necessarily like diary because it's not really who I am but like mm -hmm. I just pick a topic and just write about it write 500 words on it that didn't last long um yeah fucking tons what about you um so I started embroidery and mm -hmm. cross stitch yeah um they didn't yeah, last yeah, yeah. long you're, because you're, I... you're a white girl in your late 20s that checks out that's <laughs> I used to I used to do cross stitch a lot when I was a kid. Um, I really really loved it, and then it became something that I wasn't able to do when I got sick. Mm. So uh, because my motor skills just deteriorated so much, course, yeah. and so I tried to pick it up again um, in lockdown, and I did a cross stitch. And then I started an embroidery, and I started another cross stitch, and I was doing pretty well. I should have stuck with the cross stitch, the embroidery turned me way off okay um because embroidery I, it makes no sense to me i don't it just even though it's technically easier yeah it just i feel like it comes out messy i i just know okay. um i'm not sure i know the difference so cross stitch is where you basically make an image by making little x's it's almost like pixelated okay as an image and then embroidery is where you're kind of doing longer stitches so you you're kind of filling it in a lot quicker 
in terms of a shape and everything. Okay. I mm, no. You're not getting this. No. Um, I don't. That, think all that all that makes will. sense in theory. It, yeah. <laughs> That's, can't picture it. No idea. I'm going to look it up right now. Yeah, look it up. You might be able to see the difference. You also might not. Um, well, spelt stitch wrong. That's a start. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know this. The things that come in like little wooden circles and people yeah. write like swear words on them now. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And embroidery. Uh, yeah, looks the same. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's the same thing. It's the same thing. It's, uh, it's debatable. Um, I'm sure it's not, but yeah, it's the same thing. Uh, you're, it, they're very different physically to do. It's like a different process. So um, uh, yeah, they can, they can end up it. looking very similar, but I enjoy cross-stitch. I don't like embroidery. Um, so I was doing those. I did try kind of drawing and, and painting a little bit, but I'm, I've lost all ability to do those since I got sick as well. Mm. And basically I tried to go back to a lot of the things that I stopped being able to do when I was sick mm. and realized very quickly that I still have very weak motor skills oh. as a result of lingering illness defects and got very depressed because of all of these things. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, there was a little bit of that. And then I took up roller skating, but I remember that's that. Not, that's not binned yet. Yeah. It's not binned yet. Yeah. It got put on hold because I injured my foot. Yes, I remember the injury as well. It's, it's fun the, to be able to track some of these. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that, that wasn't entirely my fault. And then it's just been too cold, too goddamn cold since my foot. I was busy then. And then it's been too cold. <laughs> you did a knot. Look at it's that. It's a sheep shank. It's a sheep shank, baby. <laughs> Nobody's ever used a sheep shank for anything. Um, I, used them I, I used to sail. Your brother uses sheep shanks all the time. Guaranteed. Maybe. It's a very um, useful <laughs> Uh, what else did I do? I mean, Twitch, obviously. Uh, I got like fully back into gaming, but that hasn't died off really. I'm still yeah. playing games because yeah, um, I wasn't playing games that much before the pandemic. But it really seeing everybody on Twitch, I was really like, oh, I miss that. Yeah. I miss that from being a kid. So I bought a Nintendo Switch and started playing games again. So that was another one. Um, got into tarot. That was one of the. Yeah, things I got into, which I still really like. Just ticking off the white lady stuff, just cross stitch, yeah. embroidery, taro. It's gonna be yeah. you're gonna have like a goop selection soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I fully would have taken up making up my making my own paper, uh, mm -hmm. recycled paper, if yep. that wasn't such a messy and space consuming endeavor. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it's all very very white girl. Mm -hmm. Very white girl. I mean, that's all my shit was white guy stuff. Origami and shit. Haikus. I got into haikus. I forgot about haikus. I, I also bought a load of origami paper and did a little bit of it, but I didn't really get back into it that much, to be honest. I did origami a lot when I was recovering from my surgery mm. six years ago. I loved it. And then I thought I would get really back into it again, and I just had no interest. I still <gasps> like it, but I made like one swan and then just walked away. 
Yeah. Uh, I was like, nailed it, done, origami accomplished. Look at who we have. <laughs> oh, Train Hastings. What's up, buddy? How much money? Severely delayed train in the southwest of England. Oh, sounds like Bristol Fun. to me. <clears throat> I mean, I am by I am by a temple, and I'm just I was just drinking some mead because uh, it's Temple Mead Station. It's That's Bristol right. Temple Meads. Ashley, uh, do you get it? I, do you have a I don't pun? know what that it? is. He's near it's to train it's called station. The name of the station, but he's oh okay. Mead. He did it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just... I've never been there, so. <laughs> oh, it's lush. If you, I, you should move to Bristol, Ashley. Why don't you move to Bristol? Yeah, it would suit you. Would it? Yeah. Is yeah. Bristol Bristol's near Bath, isn't it? Uh, yep. Yes. Yes, I, I, I have been. I have been to Bristol. Then, I've been to wow. the bridge. I've been to that bridge thing. Um, That's Toronto. There somewhere... You're thinking of Toronto. No, there's a bridge thing in Bristol. Do you know what Bristol reminded me of? Was that movie Robots? Oh, Do you remember Clifton that animated suspension. movie Robot? Yeah, the Clifton Suspension Bridge. Yeah. Uh, oh, I know. I know. Yeah, I know that. I wanted there when that I got movie? there too early. I've yeah. never seen Robots. Never. I meant the Suspension Bridge. I've never seen Robots. Oh. Uh, robots was an animated movie years ago, and it was excellent. And but it was this real kind of metropolis thing, and it was all like buildings on top of buildings and I don't know Bristol just reminded me of that because it's got this big hill and it's all these stacked houses okay yeah ah. it's the yeah great good times um, <laughs> uh, John how was David's show <laughs> so fun so fun I, I wish all shows were like that it was just in a record store there was an obviously like an intensely weird hippie type lady that's not from England as that always should be at those sort of gigs just like mm -hmm. a of course she's like involved with the record shop it's in so like super intense and fun oh it's, it was wild Sick. did they give you um, like a free bargain bin record no they should have I almost bought a hoodie um thought about it I um we want to get that Jamali Maddox t-shirt and also um I uh want to record an album in the place where David's show is, because it's just like a cool, like, oh, this is pretentious and weird to do an album here, but this would be very fun. <laughs> yeah. We're in a record That's a shop. Good idea. <laughs> yeah. I'm currently bullying him into running an Edinburgh preview there with me. And, uh, but yeah. I don't think he'll, I don't think he's susceptible to my bullying. Um, but yeah, it was very fun. I got a bit involving a harmonica that seems to be working pretty well. Okay. Um, yeah, I got a harmonica now. You didn't do that at your preview in Edinburgh, did you? I uh, know I added. I added it. It's a joke I added to after the Edinburgh preview. Right. Um, that fixes a problem I had, but now I have a new problem, which is the show's now over an hour. Definitely. <laughs> Still doesn't have an ending. So we got to do something. Nice. Nice. Mm -hmm. The ending is playing the harmonica, obviously. I think it's going to be a bunch of things at this point. There's some, it's getting pretty dumb. Like a one-man band, like a the kick drum on the back and the cymbals and the harmonica. You're not, oh, please do a one-man band. You're oh, not far off. Infuriating. That would. Oh God, it would be so loud in an Edinburgh fringe venue. <laughs> it would be awful. <laughs> it would be <laughs> so bad. But I want you to do it so much. The the one problem with um, the harmonica is it's not like it's in a bunch of different keys. It's just in one key, so it's just only yeah. specific mm -hmm. songs, and you can't really play them more that you can yeah. just. That's how they. That's how all harmonica players do it. I've got a. I've got a harmonica in the key of C right behind me. 
I know. I got it one in the KFC as well. But there, it's not Dude, like let's jam. It's, it's, let's let's just do that. Oh, you are the watch trip. me. You're watch so me get off. Someone would drop kick me. Like I assume I would just be murdered through the mask. Kill that. Kill him. I mean, of all the things, Bristol is the one that's always delayed. <laughs> <laughs> and you have to go back to are you going back to Paddington? No. I've oh, had this God. before. Oh Jesus Christ. No, no, no. No, 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 no. The train is going back to Paddington. Aha. The first week I was staying in Paddington, I can reveal this now, I was literally staying across the street from the station. So the train was like almost an hour late and I just wee walked right on it. Just right over to my hotel. That's the you're the only person that ever benefited from that. If you're trying to get home from Paddington Station at say one in the morning, two buses, stay, just stay, two. just fucking stay in Paddington. It's not worth disagree. It. Disagree because <laughs> Chris, really? this is the problem. Chris, this is why Chris started smoking when he really hit the road in England because so much of your time in England is just, oh, I gotta walk for an hour. I'm gonna have five cigarettes. Yep, there is a lot of it. I always went home. I never got it, but I always wished I had every time. It's it's that second night bus. It's that half hour wait for the second night bus that you're like, fuck this. This I I remember one time, it was an unparalleled, the entire trip. I was coming from somewhere, and it was literally, I walked on the train, doors closed. We got to Paddington. It was like one of these. It was probably Bristol Wrath. I got to the bus station, bus arrived, got to the second one, bus arrived. Like everything was perfect, perfect, perfect for like, like I couldn't take a false step. It was amazing. And then it was hijacked by terrorists, the last one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I was on a train when the London Bridge thing happened, and arriving at Houston when that was going on was why? Because we pulled in and it was still happening. And Houston, and Houston was just surrounded by police. And my entire, fam- my entire family doesn't know London geography, so everyone called me and is like, are you dead? And it's like, nope, I'm not even in the city right now. All good. Stand is down. Is that the Millwall one? That is the Millwall one. That's my favorite one. That's my favorite one. Millwall! <laughs> Just jumps at the guy. It's even better. He said, he, said, he said, fuck off. I'm Millwall. That's and then gla- right. Yeah. And then glassed him. Uh, <laughs> It's because a bunch of people have... I almost bought a Millwall t-shirt. I love it because it says, uh, nobody likes us and we don't care. And it's a cartoon lion. I just think it's very cute. Yeah. The train is now moving. I'm going to lose you guys, so I'm going to hang up. I'll check back in in a station. Safe ride, okay. bye. Bye. Millwall's one of those brands that when I got to the UK, um, I realized like, oh, if you wear that, you're probably racist. That's exciting. Okay. That's a, yeah, it's I've just never heard of teams. it before. Yeah, well, they're not very good, I don't think. They play their football team. They're not very okay. good. Their fans are racists. Um, and so it's just like, well, let's just not. Let's just not engage with this brand yeah. at all. I was like, uh, when I when I found out that uh, uh, Stella was the drink of hooligans. <laughs> yeah. All right. Fair enough. Uh, there we go. Yeah. Uh, Millwall were famous for football hooliganism, not football. Yeah. The Millwall firm. Those are, some, uh, those are some very mean boys. They're not nice boys. They're mean boys. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, there's a lot of mean boys 
There's a There's lot so of those many, around. So many fucking mean boys. Scroobius Pip is the only Millwall fan I know of who isn't trash. I wonder what that's, that's like to be born into a fan base where everyone's a cunt. Yeah. And you're like, all right, but you still, like, you love that team, but everyone around you is just a monster. I mean, I'm sure it's... Uh, uh, it's like being white. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like being white. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or English. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you call him Scoo Scoobius Pup. <laughs> oh no, I'm gonna muddle his name up with that now forever. You know when you, you know when you don't have a mistake thing that you make on something, and then somebody like makes you aware of it, mm -hmm. and then it's all you can think of. So, yeah. with a lot of customer service stuff, something that you will always have to say is make sure you check your junk or spam folder. Uh, <laughs> for her emails. Yep. And my first day on a job, somebody said to me, look, you're going to end up saying spunk folder. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And I was like, I don't think I ever would have realized that that was going to be something I was going to have to worry about until you told me it was. Yeah, <laughs> like... don't think about an elephant. <laughs> I, I do that to Sadaf on purpose. I just... <laughs> oh, you're such a dick. <laughs> That's terrible. What yeah, do you do, do all the time. Her? I just get things wrong on purpose. Um, I sing, um, uh, she calls it formationing, and I just sing the wrong words to songs in the tune of that song. And, oh, she hates it. Oh, she hates it so much. <laughs> But it's so funny. It's so it's funny every time. It's funny every time. The more I and, learn uh, about you, the more admiration I have for your wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all just mischief. That's it. It's just it's just Pure constant mischief. mischief. Yeah, just silly. It's just funnier to get things it's, wrong. Do you know what it is? It's the kind of stuff that you love to hate. Yeah. It's not actual hate. It's just yeah, yeah. like, oh, I hate that I love this and I love that I hate it. That's exactly, that's our whole relationship. That's her yeah. reacting to everything that I do. She's like, why? Yeah. Why is this funny? <laughs> because I'm adorable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that is your whole being. It's so fun. It's so fun. It's such a great way to live. Guys, if you don't have any mischief in your life, start injecting it. Just start ruining small things. Just little. Tiny little itty bitty just, things. Just tiny little stuff. Just get it wrong. It's such a good time. It's very much the drummer. Uh, was it the drummer for Rush? Who Who was the drummer that we kept getting wrong? Oh, the drummer from Kiss. Remember. From remember Kiss. when I kept trolling John with the drummer from Kiss? I think... I vaguely remember it, but I think I also didn't know what the troll was. Mm, yeah. Because I don't know who the drummer from Kiss is. Yeah. Yeah, we do, so, we do it to you a lot. We do it to you a lot. You do it to me a lot. Yeah. Point break? I, point break. Absolutely. Yeah. Big one. You guys Tombstone. do it to me a lot. Yeah. But yeah, I love I love doing it to John because it's fun with you, but you don't know what's happening. So I never it's know what's happening. He 100% knows it's happening. He knows it's and happening. He's, <laughs> he's trying to play along, but he's also very upset with me. Sometimes I know it. something is happening, but I don't know what. That's my favorite look on your face, by the way. I know. <laughs> Just mistrust. Suspicion. Yeah. Suspicion. Yeah. <laughs> but not quite being able to figure it out. Oh, so um, fun. 
Hey, Bedito. Hello. Welcome into the tribe. Bedito man. I just wanted to try to say your name out loud. Bedito man. Bedito man. You're going to sing that now. Uh, in my head for sure. In your uh, head for a while, yeah. Yeah. It's um, just it's very much. I remember. It's, it's this, I, guy, this guy. <laughs> this is the Bedito man. <laughs> that is the spiritual embodiment of your mischief. Yeah. That's what that is. <laughs> yeah. Um, We're having a good while time. I was in Maria Lane's stream the other day, she said that one of the things that she likes to do to let off steam is go into YouTube videos that have a load of comments on them and just comment first. <laughs> <laughs> Which is just such. I just, when she said that, I was just like, that is ridiculous. Oh, I love that. What a so silly way much. to spend your time. What a. <laughs> Fun little troll that I bet people get so mad at. I bet people comment every single time. Yeah, she said that she gets like so, so mad. What a, oh my God, what a perfectly baited hook. What a wonderful, pointless troll yeah, that you're only going to get people who can't let shit go. So it's yeah. like, fuck them. If you don't follow Mary Elaine Robertson, what are you doing? Yeah, get involved, guys. Watching her put together Ikea furniture alone is worth oh the price God. of admission. Watching her do anything. Like, watching her paint that thing on her, her wall was excellent. And crashed into a lighthouse, to Crash into crashed a lighthouse. Crashed into a lighthouse. I don't know how you do that, but you, she crashed into a lighthouse. Uh, she, that, she even tried to do streams of, like, when she had no voice. She was just doing miming streams. So good. Like, so Only Mary Elaine. <laughs> Did I tell you I had to do that at a coffee shop that I worked at for a while? Really? Yeah, because like I um I came over to the UK. It was before I moved here. I was living in Montreal and I, I went over to the UK to test it out. So I went over for like a month. I did three weeks mm -hmm. of shows and then I went to Glastonbury to work it with my friends. And that was like the, that was the last week. And so I was already exhausted. And then correct, you're gonna fit in just fine. The UK is gross. Um, and, uh, and we just drank constantly and we worked long shifts at the cheese stand and we, uh, uh, never slept and it was fucking wonderful. But by the end, I, um, I was, I was exhausted to the point where my whole body gave out and like, I had nothing, I had nothing left. I'd pushed it too far and, um, something like there was like a reaction in my mouth and I just had like pain in my mouth Shit. it was awful like it was real bad and i just couldn't talk because it hurt too much to talk but i also needed money because i've been away for a month and so I, I i i spoke to um the owner of the cafe and he was like just work the till and people get it how many things do you say to people at the till <laughs> and so i just worked there and i was like Did anyone ever ask you or there, were I, they just Montreal's full of fucking weirdos. They loved it. They were all, everybody was on board. They didn't know if I was ill or if I was just being a silly bitch, but everyone got on board. Mm. Um, yeah. So it was like, uh, uh, but it was a long, I had to do that for like a week and a half. And luckily all the staff were fucking on board. They were really cool. But, uh, uh, but it was an odd, it was not time to be alive. Couldn't do stand up, obviously. Did not try to do mime. At no point did I indulge in that. I stayed away mm. from the stage. But 
I, weird. I lost my voice on stage once, um, as in I was struggling anyway, really, really struggling. And then there was one gig, it was like one o'clock in the morning, um, where I it just went out, it just cut out halfway through my set. It just nothing else could come out. Wow. Um, and it was like it was, fr- it was during the fringe, one o'clock in the morning gig. And my voice just went and I just went because I now I could also it was co- it was going for a minute beforehand. Mm. So I was just like, guys, I think I think my voice is not going to last. Uh, and then I took it was it ended up working in a weird way, like it shouldn't have. Mm. But it did where I had brought it was one of the few t- times I'd had a drink with me on stage mm. And I took a sip of it and I was just like, that's whiskey. That's not helping the situation at all. <laughs> but for some reason, the way I said it, the, the, it got a big laugh. Yeah. And then my voice just stopped working. But because it had gotten that laugh, yeah, they just liked it. And I just walked off it. the stage and it worked. Yes, absolutely. That's I mean, that's the beauty <laughs> of 1 a.m. gigs is fucking chaos reigns. And they want to see something immediate that they don't want to hear your jokes at one in the morning. They want to see you lose your voice and drink whiskey to fix it because you're silly. Yeah. Well, where were you doing a gig at one in the morning? Fringe. I, uh, yeah. Was it yeah. late in line? Were you doing late in line? Am I frozen? Uh, a little. You're choppy. Am I frozen? Yeah, you're there chop. you go. You're back now. Am I back? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's the fringe. Uh, it wasn't late in live. I've never done late in live before. Um, it's not worth it. it the host was, is a real ah, jerk. Ah. I agree. He's very egotistical, and yeah. sometimes he just silent for some trains. Um. Yeah. It was. It was in the Beehive during the Fringe. Comp show. The only one. The only award I ever won at the Edinburgh Fringe was I won Car Crash Comedy, which is you went up and had to improvise while the audience heckled at you, and you won toy cars and 10 pounds. And me and Nick Beaton would go every night because we were so poor in the 2012 Fringe. You know. Just try and get that 10 pounds and then just buy beers and drink it in an alley. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's great. I remember my first fringe, uh, the two guys that I did my split show with, we would eke out whatever fucking money we managed to get from our terrible show and our terrible room. And it would be like seven pounds. Be like, oh, so we we did it, guys. We're good. My We're tra- drinking tonight. Let's go. My train my so I'm gonna cut out. Chris, tell Ashley the story of the first first night of that run. Because I factor okay. in it. <laughs> yeah, I'm done. very good, intrigued. Uh, <laughs> so it was. Uh, uh, I think. I think we might have told this before, uh, but we. Um, uh, so I was up there with my buddy Sam and, and Yalmar, and uh, um, and we. Yeah, he was. He was just being weird, wasn't he, Kimmers? I, if you're watching on YouTube, you didn't get to see. It was a, a B. BD Dolby. Yeah, or listening to the uh, the podcast. The podcast. Uh, we've, we've just decided to ban somebody from the chat. It's just um, giving us weird vibes. Just giving us weird vibes. Yeah, weird vibes. Yeah, yep. talked about Didn't it in the, in the private chat. Too offensive, chat. but just meh. Yeah, just, just odd. Just odd. Just nah. Not our, oh. not our vibe. No, no chill. And that's No okay. chill. 
Um, but uh, no uh, chill. Yeah, we were definitely getting some pro-gun anti-masker vibes. <laughs> yeah, I, and I couldn't tell if he mentioned if he was just being a weirdo, but regardless, just eh, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so so we showed up and we're um, we're at John's show and we're like we're amped because you know our first show ever at the Edinburgh Fringe is tomorrow. We're all excited. We've never been up before. What year is this? Two thousand thirteen, maybe. Okay. I think so. Yeah, I think I think it was um, I think it was two thousand thirteen. <clears throat> um, the show was we called the show We're New Here. So you your first time doing the fringe, you did a comp uh, a split bill with John. No, no, I did it with uh, Yalmar Chan and Sam Golan. Neither of which do oh, stand right. up anymore. Uh, they're Sorry, the two guys that I... fell out halfway through. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so so we did. It was at the Three Sisters. It was in the staff room, which is now like an actual room, but at the time it was a literal staff room. Uh, okay. There were stains on the walls. It was across the hall from the toilets. It was disgusting. Stains of what? We don't know. Some were red, some were brown. Wasn't good. Ooh, Wasn't good. Not good. You, you hope it's chocolate and lasagna, but um, but yeah. So <laughs> we're we're amps. We're ready. We're like, all right, Edinburgh. We love John. John's our friend. Let's go watch John do a show, and then um, and then you know that'll get us into the spirit. And we're talking. We're talking to John outside his show. We're on the staircase, and he goes, "I think you guys have a show in twenty minutes." And we're like, nope, no, it's tomorrow. And he looks on his phone, brings up the listing. He's like, you have a show in 20 minutes. Shit. 20 goddamn minutes. And so we're like, well, good to see you. And <laughs> she just ran, showed up. Room was full for no reason. Room was just full. Uh, uh, and we jumped in, did our best. Um, reviewer. Had a reviewer in. First show, first ever. And uh, two stars, totally fair. That's that's so funny. Yeah, from the skinny. There it is. And I remember another, excuse me, another comedian. Um, yeah, Kimbers, what is that? It's very odd. Um, <laughs> another comedian was like trying to like get in our heads. She was like, um, um, uh, she's one of those like, ah, I'm going to Machiavelli you kind of comics. And um, and she came up and she was like, "Oof, I saw your review in the skinny. That's that's too bad. That's a big publication." But I was just like, "No, they nailed it. That's yeah. Show was bad. That's was bad. Show. We, didn't, we didn't even know we were doing our show that day." And she was so annoyed that she didn't get into my head that she just left. That's so evil. What a manipulative little like. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go talk to him about his bad review and make him feel worse about it. Like yeah. I, I put her. I put her name. You know her. I put her name in the private chat. Oh yes, please. Okay, that's funny. Yeah. That's a kind of like that story about that person. Yeah, yeah. Now, it was, it was weird. I've never met that person, but I just don't like. I don't know what the rest of that sentence is, but I just don't. Oh yeah, no, for sure, absolutely, yeah. for sure. Oh, Diamond found the review. The skinny said you were the strongest of the three. <laughs> That's hopeful. That is hopeful. Uh, Diamond, send me send me a WhatsApp and I'll I'll, I'll answer you. Diamond's cool. Diamond's, yeah. Diamond's allowed a couple peeks behind the curtain. Just um, the odd one. <laughs> but um, uh, the 
yeah, so that that person I is actually one of the first people I met when I started doing stand up in in the UK. And we got along really well because we were both like really driven. We both came over for a reason. We were both working hard at it. Um, and so we got along super well. But then like I knew people that were very good friends with her. I knew people that lived with her. Uh, I knew uh, stories were starting to come out. And then she started getting weird with me. She was doing things like that. So it's that kind of thing of like she was always really nice to me when she didn't see me as a threat. And then when I get a little bit of a bump, she get cold again uh, because so I wasn't. Fucking I wasn't I wasn't big enough to help her. I was only big enough to take away some of her limelight as she was sort of climbing up. So is that like if you're big, then they love yeah. you and they, they're sick yeah. fans. And if you're low level, then they're like either dismissive or like if they like you, then they're like, oh, cool. This is, you know, champion this person because they might be big one day. And yeah. and then if you're at the same level. They're like, get the fuck away from me. Yeah. Um, yeah. I uh, I remember a friend of mine, he's one of my good friends who I'm intending to have on this show at some point. He just never seems to be available. But uh, he sent me a message, or he didn't send me a message. We were talking one day and we were kind of talking a little bit about, there's, there's a lot of that bullshit in the Irish scene. So this is an Irish comedian I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> Diamond just laughed. And I told nice. Them. <laughs> like, ah, yeah. that tracks. <laughs> yeah. Same reaction. Same reaction as me, I guarantee. Um, so we were just chatting one day about some of this bullshit or whatever. And he said he had been listening to, uh, I think it m might have been Ari Shafir, um, but I could be wrong. And it, he might not have even been listening to him, but it was something, I think it was Ari Shafir had said something along the lines of, uh, rather than trying to make friends with people who are ahead of you and use them to pull yourself forward, mm. you know, make friends at your own level and rise together. That's it. Yeah. And he said, but he had kind of, we'd been talking about some of this bullshit in the industry and he said that to me and it sort of was just this nice thing of like us acknowledging that we're going to aim to do that together as pals mm -hmm. and yeah. it was nice just a nice it, little moment but it's, it's a nice thing of like yeah make make your own pals and rise together because eventually hopefully someday you're going to be the people that people want to be friends with yeah because you're ahead of them we're not like don't don't hope that you get dragged into something build something yeah. build something you know? yeah exactly yeah, with people that like you know and you trust and you believe in and and yeah um as opposed to just kind of like standing at the edge of the conversation circle yeah and just yeah. you know sit with your friends like all all the best ideas i've i've had have been when i was fucking around with my friends and then they helped me build it i've helped them build their stuff and it's always like oh, this is so goddamn fun yeah and it's way better it's so much yeah. better that way i mean even this show like i'm i am aware that yourself and john are much they're you're so much further ahead of me in the game than I am but that's not why this has come about this this whole show has yeah. happened very organically it's very um so if you were I mean if you were trying to hitch hitch yourself to a couple <laughs> of stars you did a fucking bad job <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I could have done a little bit better but you know yeah I'm definitely... you, already, you already opened for Allison and Fern like fucking get on it <laughs> yeah insane. I mean mm -hmm. <laughs> but I'm, you know, I am 
picking up a few little things that are really nice of like little bits of tips and tricks from you guys and um, ride their coattails all the way to the middle. <laughs> right, baby. <laughs> plateau, plateau, plateau. <laughs> um, so, yeah, but like, I don't even know where I was going with that point, but um, just that. But yeah, surrounding yourself with people that you want to work with and people that you enjoy yeah. the company of and, and something that you think yeah, that exactly. your skills are complementary and you can sort of. Yeah. And actually, them. even even on the Allison and Fern thing, you know, a few people have said, they haven't said anything specific, but there's there's been like a little bit of an undertone of like, why did you get to do that kind of thing? Oh, yeah, it's always, yeah. Yeah. I mean, because I, I mean, I supported Allison three months into doing stand-up four months maybe yeah. i should i should not have been doing that um by the way then, if we started out together and you'd opened for someone three months in i've been going a couple years i'd have been like what the fuck is going why did they yeah <laughs> like yeah. yeah it's a natural it is a natural reaction at some yeah. at some point but you don't need to act on that reaction no no, no. i um, never message you about it i just no so my friends would be like what yeah. what happened <laughs> yeah and, and the thing is i never would have tried to make that happen it was actually a friend of mine said allison is gigging in your hometown you should send her a message and see if that could happen yeah and then allison was just the wonderful person that she is and sent me a message back being like um yeah fair play for asking most people mm. wouldn't think to do that nice so it was just like it, it was just somebody had recommended it and I gave it a chance and it happened. Awesome. And then I ended up with Fern, it was the same. It was totally even more so with Fern, it was purely by chance um, mm. that I'd kind of ended up working with her and stuff. So, um, yeah, but there are people who have kind of looked at that and gone you don't deserve that or you've not worked hard enough for that yet like we're don't get too big for your boots now well, that's, uh, that's a real irish thing as well though don't get too yeah. don't get too far ahead of your station now yeah that's i mean that's the part that i never understood because like i mean you know i'm a comic i, I suffer from jealousies but you know as much as anybody uh yeah. but um i never got mad at the person yeah resentment is a different thing to jealousy well also it's not like they booked themselves yeah they didn't make that choice. They made themselves available or they put themselves yeah. forward. Like you messaged Allison. It's not like you blackmailed her. It's not like you fucking tricked her into doing it. The no. person made a decision and it's like, all right, well, how do I become the person that they decide on next time? Yeah. That's the, it's like, you can't be mad at the person that got it. They didn't hire themselves. That's like, that's it's, it's the same. I look at that the same way. I look at when people are like, oh, these people are hiring all these, these Mexicans. And it's like, that's not the Mexicans fault, dude. Even if that was true and Mexicans are working, people hired these illegal people. Like that's not, why aren't you mad at those people who could have hired you? Yeah. It's such a weird, it's such a weird way of looking at it to be like, I'm gonna blame the person where there will be no consequences for me blaming. <laughs> it's just so cowardly. Welcome back. We... Third installment of John Hastings. We're what talking we about, talking about resenting other people's success. Opening for Allison Spittle and Fern Brady, which was new. Um, yes. Of Ashley's early success, and my and John Hastings, yeah, very exciting. How did you get that yeah. gig? I mean, that's um, the one that everyone talks about now. Like, that's right. 
Um, Weirdly, didn't get that gig because of this show. <laughs> no? No. Well, it wasn't didn't, either didn't of John our ideas. You're so. going to open for me? I thought that was the, I thought you guys told the monkey barrel that that was the case, that that was going to happen. I was, no. I was, I was going to suggest it, and they just suggested it first. Like, I had the idea, but oh, I don't nice. get the credit yeah. because they suggested it first, which is very annoying. Yeah. I also had the idea. <laughs> um, but yeah, looking at other people's achievements and getting resentful, it's, to, it's just, it's just, it doesn't do anything. It's, I did it for so long. It served me no purpose, and I don't care. Like, it's just, just it's a waste of your time. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah, time, and it's easier to complain than try. Very um, often the case. Yeah. That is true. Um, How's your train? Where are you now? I don't know. Nope, can't see a sign. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Engage, John. Engage with your destination. No. <laughs> it's meant to remember, be about the journey, not the destination. God, but when you take that journey. I remember I mean, when I just stopped looking out the window for six months. I just didn't even bother. I was like, what? I fucking seen it. The number of times when I was on trains, I was like, I've done I've done this train eight times in the last two months. I don't <laughs> care about anything that's out there. Fuck this place. Oh man. Oh of course. I also like I, I yeah. I'm I'm just leaving wheel functions. Um <laughs> do sleep in that hat. Go. In my mind, go. John sleeps in that hat. <laughs> <laughs> Gets washed when he showers. <laughs> John's gone. He's gone. John's He's gone. gone. You hit that he West Country to... blank spot. I no, I guarantee he tried to look at a, something in the chat and accidentally left the stream. Oh, I hope so. That's so I think that's what fun. happened. That's so much more fun. Yeah, it's fun when he does that. It's glued on. It's glued on to his head. <laughs> what was it? Uh, Tiger Tiger um, Doug Stanhope is a bit on that. Basically, if you're if they're employing people who can't speak your language to do your job, that doesn't speak well of you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's a very, very good point. Yeah. But I thought that was his hair. <laughs> there is something like weird about, like I, I remember realizing how common that sort of jealousy was when I was sort of new and I didn't get picked to do a show on a, for a Valentine's Day show, but a couple like new comics with me did. And I remember mm -hmm. talking to the booker and thinking like, not even being mad about it. I remember seeing it being like, good, like there's no way I should be booked for the show. My material is the opposite of romantic. I have, not, I have no fucking jokes that suit this. But I remember asking the booker, I was like, I don't, because I was, I was eight months in maybe. And mm -hmm. I was like, I want you to know, like, I'm glad you didn't book me. I totally, I wouldn't have booked me for this show. I'm just wondering, like, what goes into the, the thought process when you book it? Like, how much do you take into account their, their style or their work or their ability? Like, how does that work? And he was like, first off, thanks for knowing that you're not right for it. You'd be amazed at how many people will just scream at me yeah it's like ooh. he said yeah it was like a, a, a sense of entitlement is sort of comes with the territory of stand-up which i think part of it is it's yeah. a very manifest destiny industry of just mm. like you have to believe that you're going to be good at it because you're yeah. bad for so long so long you just have to be like no i'm, I'm still be bad and people are gonna <laughs> fucking see it yeah that's well here's the, you're good but in a year you're gonna look back at what you're doing and be embarrassed by it because that's how growth in comedy works. I'm embarrassed by everything yeah. I did six months ago, every six months. I look back and I'm, I can't believe that I thought that was good. And I'm mad at the audience for laughing. <laughs> how dare you encourage this fucking bum? <laughs> I'm not 
that bad for that. There's like there's still some of my very early stuff that I'll fall back to every now and then because I'm like, it's still a good joke. Yeah. I, I have a joke about vaginal acupuncture that every time I say it. Yeah. And it's something to do with those two words together. Such a fun two words, vaginal acupuncture. They're fun two words together. So it's fun just kind of like, it doesn't really matter image. how good or bad the joke is. It's just an image that people immediately react to. Absolutely. And it's great because it's like acupuncture is supposed to be relaxing, but that's such a tense situation. Yeah. <laughs> well, what the bit is, is uh, <laughs> it's basically saying that. Uh, <laughs> Cameron's like, God, I crossed my legs at those words. <laughs> <laughs> What it is, is it's meant to be an insult to somebody who sent me a dick pic that okay. they've they've sent me something that doesn't look that inviting. Yeah. Uh, and because it's long and skinny, it looks, it makes me think of vaginal acupuncture. And that's funny. That's kind of the joke. That's funny. Um, but that's like an old, that's one of my first sets. Mm. Uh you know, but I'll every now and then I'm just like, I miss that joke. I'm going to bring it back. Yeah, absolutely. But you know what will happen? You'll bring it back and you'll make it better. You won't tell the joke as you told it. You'll naturally oh, change words and yeah. timing. And so it's like, yeah, there's so many premises that I've come back to. Oh, I'm like, yeah. What a waste that was. of that fucking. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's like, I'm going to fix that now. And then you come back yeah. to it and that's great. But the joke itself. Yeah. A joke is never done, I guess. That's That's been said a lot is that a joke is never done. Um, and I guess, yeah, that, that joke has had several lives right. already, yeah. uh, but the, there's like a few fundamental punches in the joke that have never changed those mm -hmm. two words and a few others. Um, yeah. I had yeah. a joke about the class system that I wrote really early on after moving to the UK and it was like, it was a banker. It was a go-to for a while. And then I put it down for three years and then I was just doing like a late night show at the Fringe. And I was like, I haven't told this joke in a while. Let me try it. And I just told what I could remember of it. It crushed. And I was like, bringing this back right now. Mm -hmm. And then it was always, it was one of my hosting jokes. Because right. British people and I have nothing in common. And yeah. so it's only when I talk about them that we tend to get along. Uh, especially when I'm emceeing on the road. Mm -hmm. and, um, and so I would always throw it in. And they loved it. And it was just the whole point of it. But it was like, it would get better every single time and i'd be like oh this is what's funny about it not what i thought was funny about it this is like because you have that it's so funny when when you have an idea like the one that always sticks out to me because it was i think it was because it was early and because it took me so long to get it right was um that the emergency number in the states is 9 11. right and because i remember i remember sitting on a curb i was drinking a coffee in new york and a, and a cop car just stopped in front of me not to talk to me just having a park there and it just on the back of the card said, in case of emergency, call 911. And I just started laughing. And I was like, I know that's funny. And I wrote so many fucking jokes about that. And it took me a year and a half to two years to get it right. It I took me yeah. so long. And then when I got that it. It's one of those things where wow. it's like, yes, this is funny, but where is it? Like, where is the joke? Yeah. How do you show? Because it's all about communication. How do I communicate yeah. what's funny about it? And because it's like yeah. it's New York and it's 9 11 and people are still like kind of tense. It was like 10 years ago or like eight, eight, I guess like eight years ago when I when I first thought of it. And um, and so it was just like trying and trying and trying. And then the way that I ended up getting it was um, uh, what they should do is every September 11th, um, 
they should just change the 911 emergency hotline to the 911 emergency hotline where whenever you call up they don't help you they just put your problems into context by comparing it to 911 <laughs> <laughs> and it's a good joke it's a good joke it took me so long, so long to get there. Yeah. But when I got it, I was like, ah, oh, I can see how that would be a walk to get to. Yeah, it was. And it was just like, well, do I come at it from the cops or do I come at it from the terrorists mm -hmm. or do I come at it from people calling or do I come at it from 9-11 operators uh, or 911 operators? 9-11 operators are terrorists. Um, yeah. It was, uh, but yeah, it took it took so long and it was so rewarding when I got it. And yeah. even now, like I haven't told that joke. I don't think I've told that joke in five or six years now but um like if i brought it back mm -hmm. it would be totally different i can already i already know three of the punchlines in that joke that i would change just <laughs> off the top of my head just right it's now like, <laughs> it's like i see why i thought that was funny enough and it's not and i'm, I'm that needs i best. have the bit that i forgot to do when i supported john mm. when i opened for john uh is still a work in progress bit like i still know that it's not finished and that it needs a lot of work mm. because the i mean the premise is very much a topic that you're gonna have to work on anyway the premise is rape fantasy like oh yeah that's one. you're yeah. gonna have to yeah. sell that <laughs> you gotta find exactly the right angle that's have you seen yeah. sarah silverman talk about that no she has this great thing it's in i can't remember which document i'll find out which documentary it's in i'll send it to you but okay. the um there's a line in it where she goes um it's so great when you tell a joke about something that's heartbreaking and you have to but you have to make it funnier than it is heartbreaking yeah and that's like that's such mm -hmm. a great moment because it's so yeah. hard to do but when you get it oh my god and the crowd respects it they're so happy that you did it too uh-huh uh, well, no I mean, not the not the aristocrats it's a different i one. have a little bit of that with the baby massacre joke mm -hmm. um i where... don't know that joke but that checks out that checks out yeah. for sure <laughs> so i have a joke that references the tomb baby massacre in ireland oh yeah, yeah. and it's one of those ones where every time i say it it's the room reacts but it is a good joke mm. and any irish person that's heard it will generally kind of comes up and says that's a really good joke mm. um but i and i started for a little bit i was doing a thing afterwards where i was saying you know i was worried that when i started doing that joke outside of ireland people weren't going to find it funny because they didn't know what i was talking about but it turns out People are willing to laugh at the concept of a septic tank full of dead babies out of context. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I sort, I sort of started doing that after the joke, but now I've kind of realized it doesn't, it sort of flattens the joke a little bit. So I don't. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, um, then you got to cut it. Yeah. yeah if, it doesn't, not, if it doesn't improve the joke, then it's got to go. Yeah. I'm still not really sure what it is. What I've started doing instead is actually just saying I didn't put them there um and that's getting a better reaction so i think i'm gonna stick with that for a little while but uh the i mean the rape fantasy joke works but it needs more to become a whole bit yeah and what i did start doing with it for a little while was 
because the first time, one of the first times I ever told that joke was in a comedy club in Cork. Mm-hmm. And I got two formal complaints against the comedy club that I told it in because of it. So the owner of the club, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) the owner of the club told me what they'd said. So one person had said that if a man had gotten up on stage and said the same thing, he wouldn't get away with it. Mm. And it's nonsense, but fine. Yeah, it's nonsense. But what I started doing with that, so basically I started saying after I did the joke, one of the first times I told this joke, it got two complaints. This is what they said. And I would do that bit. And then what I would do is I would get a man up on stage from the audience nice. to repeat the line. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. And that must've gotten, must gotten a huge it, laugh. It would get a laugh, but yeah. I never fully figured out how to control the laugh that it got. Okay. Yeah. Um, Cause you know, it's always risky bringing somebody from the audience up and I'm not great at crowd work. Like it, it, it's not my best it's not what I'm strongest at Mm. um so I sort of couldn't figure out how to direct it so that it definitely hit Mm. um and so I sort of gave up on it and then the second complaint that that it got was from a young woman who said that's not a very empowering position for a woman to, to shut up take shut your fucking mouth right yeah yeah so but it was one that i really had to i'm gonna bring john back hello i just want to say talking about- thank god there's not two men on screen thank god <laughs> <laughs> what were you talking about oh god so i'm talking about the joke that i forgot to do at your show the rape fantasy joke and how i've been still trying to figure out what to do with this <laughs> And so one of the complaints I got about it once was that a woman said it wasn't a very empowering position for a woman to take. Yeah. But I did have to think about it and go, do I agree with her? (laughs) I did have to kind of sit back and go, is that true? And then I realized she's just not been choked well enough. And... (laughs) (laughs) But no, I realized I didn't agree with her, but that maybe I would need to work that into the set in a way so that I could make it very clear what what it was I was putting across. Um, yeah. So yeah, I don't know. It's still a work in progress bit. And it was honestly, mm-hmm. it was going to be like the main arc of my show for quite a while, but I don't think it is anymore, but it's still going to be there. I don't know. Cool. Um, I think you should add the, if it's not very empowering to women, we just haven't been choked part before to your descent. You should say that. So it, it is, it is, it is something I have done, but it's, it's oh. just still being tweaked and worked on. I'd say don't, don't make it a comment from the crowd. Say a conversation you were having with a friend. Yes. I would say that exactly. Make it personal. Yeah. Make it personal. I, I think I what's, what's kind so of selling though. And he doesn't choke properly. That's yeah. <laughs> One thing that does sell kind of well, though, is that the joke got complained about. And a line that always gets a laugh, because I do a joke early in my set about how Cork is quite sexually repressed. Yeah. And so something that always works is that I say, One of the first times I told that joke was in, it, I got two complaints against the comedy club that I told it in. I think it's relevant that that co- club was in Cork, which is a callback yeah. to the earlier material, always gets a laugh. It always gets a laugh. Oh, John's gone. He's gone. 
And yeah, yeah, with stuff like that, it's like, especially if, if people are worried about it being um, like, oh, are you being a role model? Or you do that? It's, it's, if you can make yeah. it like as personal as possible, make so it you nice don't have to be a role model. <laughs> no, that's not, that's the whole point of feminism is you can just be whatever the fuck you are. Mm -hmm. But in my understanding, but um, mm -hmm. the, um, uh, the, yeah, if you can take stuff like that that seems big and just make it nice and small. Yeah. And that's the key is like anything big, make it small. Anything small, make it big. That's yeah. That's everything. Um, and um, and so yeah. So if you can take that and not make it like this, oh, what does it say about women? It's just like I just fucking. There's just something about it. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and you talking to your friend um, about it and her being mad at you, uh, but you know her boyfriend, and. Um, like you can tell by you can tell by the look in her eye when she's talking about fucking that it's not he's not doing it. <laughs> There's no <laughs> Yeah, yeah, there is definitely And there's like, jokes yeah. about her boyfriend and about yeah. her taste or like what she's into and stuff like that. Uh -huh. like, yeah. That's why yeah, but her boyfriend likes to be pegged. So it's not <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um uh yeah. There's there's a lot of work to be done on that, um, for sure. And uh, I I I think it's there, and I think the joke gets enough of a reaction that I know I'm going somewhere with it. And mm. uh, I'm looking forward to whatever it's going to be at some point. But yeah, yeah, I did a comic. A comic reminded or talked to me about it recently. I haven't gigged with this person since before the pandemic mm. and we were chatting um at uh, just a drinks night and he just said what was that line you used to do or maybe you still do he was just like what what's that line the awful one and I told him <laughs> the rape fantasy line and he was like yeah every time you say that I'm just like god that's a terrible thing to say yeah. <laughs> but he remembered it <laughs> he remembers it though <laughs> And it's such a cool, like, stuff like that's great because that is, you know, that's not something a lot of people will admit to. And yeah. so it's, there's a, there's a real vulnerability. Mm -hmm. um, maybe there's something in like, cause there's a vulnerability to being, to wanting to be choked and there's a vulnerability to talking about it. I wonder if there's like a link to that, but, uh, well, but there's so like a really cool, audiences are attracted to that. Yeah. They love because they're being they're being let in, and so it's like if you can do that and then make it very funny, that's mm -hmm. people will absolutely. That's how you get fans. Mm. They go, and they won't know your name at first, but they'll be like rape fantasy in the street. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, Semen allergy. Yeah, start. that's the one yeah, I get exactly. all the time yeah. at the moment. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, because I don't know. Like, I don't know if anybody else has realized that it's a feature of the show that I will just say and admit to a lot of things that most people won't. Uh, and, you know, John's even last comment about things like that, where he, what was the thing he really, oh, he said I was the first woman he's ever met that admitted that I might pay for sex. Um, mm. <laughs> and I'm just like, I don't, I, it just, I don't care about saying things like that. It just doesn't um, phase me at all. Yeah. Um, so, 
I don't, I don't, are, I don't know. People but are like the, weird about admitting things about themselves. So they can fucking pretend. Really like I, was, I was waiting in the back to go on stage the other day and I just ripped a fart, like a nasty one because <laughs> I didn't want to do it on stage. So I just got That's rid of it. That's not the right? same as saying something. And, no, but, but so what happened was I did it because no one was around. I was like, I got space. Oh, right. okay, I don't okay. upset Fair anybody. Enough. And then immediately the promoter walked right up to me and just started talking. And after about 30 seconds, he went, Jesus, someone fucking farted in here. I was like, oh, yeah, that was me. Sorry about that. That is real bad. <laughs> I didn't even have it. I was like, yeah, that's me. And afterwards, he was like, good for you for admitting to it. And I was like, Jesus, how much of your life do you live in fear? That is yeah. I just let this shit out. Yeah, it's so like there's just there's it it's not worthwhile. It's you're you end up you're just keeping so many secrets from yourself. Yeah. Yeah, you just um, feel free. Speaking of feeling mm, free, Jonah Bear coming in here. I think I popped a hemorrhoid at like two a.m. today. Yeah, living the fucking dream. Go yes. on, Jonah. Go on. <laughs> um, yeah, I I mean that's sort of what my show is sort of almost becoming like that's nearly what it's going to be about mm. in a weird way is talking about those things that you're not really supposed to want to feel or think or uh, fantasize about mm. um, because I think that there's a similar oh this is definitely a heavy thing to say but I think that there's a a similar thing going on with rape fantasy and then I think something that's not talked about enough is suicide fantasy mm. um, which is definitely something that people deal with uh, but don't maybe realize that it is a different thing sometimes to being suicidal mm. um, and that that's not really talked about enough. And sorry, this is probably phenomenal the kind of thing that needs to come Lisa. with it. Phenomenal. If you're following follow. right now, Love you're it. gonna you're gonna enjoy the show. Like so good. I mean, the <laughs> name is... seems like a bot, but I, I choose to believe this is a person that was like, I think you had me a rape fantasy. You had me a rape fantasy. fantasy. I'm in. And it sealed the deal. Let's sealed the deal then with suicide fantasy. And what is, I don't want to suicide fantasy. What is that? It's not necessarily a sex thing, um, but I, I'm, I'm but just sort of like casual ideation, sort of casual ideation, or yeah. even full blown ideation, but no intent, um, mm. or even I don't know. There might be intent, but you just fantasize a lot. Um, mm. But that's something that I've dealt with. Basically, is a lot of suicide fantasy, yeah. um, and I don't want to dwell on this too much because I'm aware it's the kind of thing that people maybe don't want to think about. That's fine but um all it is is that i i think what they are is they're these areas of life that we don't have control over mm. and so by fantasizing about them you can maybe find a way to try and control your feelings about them mm, that makes sense and so that's kind of what i'm trying to get at with a show which is sort of that's a, a big swing it's a big swing. Swing. This is yeah. a big, like, it's a big thing to try and communicate through stand-up. <laughs> yeah, totally doable, and especially at the fringe, because you don't yeah. have to be funny first there. But yeah, I would say that if if you if you get to May, and you feel like you have a good show, but you haven't quite accomplished that, don't worry about pushing that down the road a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's a yeah. big one. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, it's the kind of thing I don't really want to do until it's 
solid or until I at least feel solid about it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's really um, hard. That's those big. Uh, so yeah, some of the stuff that people do Edinburgh shows about. It's so funny when like some people do like incredible, like holy shit, that's amazing shows. You know, obviously like um uh the big one was um Nanette, like that was the like yeah, like wow, what is this? But um, but then like what my favorite is the people who try to do that about things that don't matter. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, like it mattered to them, but it's not it it it's sort of like more of a day-to-day -day occurrence for people. Yeah. So it's like the dead dad show is a classic. And it's like a lot of people have lost their parents, bro. Like this is not or my yeah. favorite, my absolute favorite. And it was a, a comic that I that I I love and I'm I, I'm a fan of, but he did this and it was the um uh broken fiance, like a broken engagement show. And I remember someone in the crowd said while he was on stage, why should I care about this? <laughs> oh, my God. That's great. Because they're trying to, like, make it this big thing because it was so big to them. But it's like, you need to step out for a second, but you're not in the same category here. Yeah. Not even a marriage breakup and engagement. You need to fuck it. Yeah. You need to rearrange your... Uh, uh... It is funny. <laughs> it is funny when you... Yeah, when you, when you see people who think they can be emotional and that that can that they think they can tap into something like that but they just actually don't know trauma yeah 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 so um, this, isn't, this isn't your wheelhouse and that's fine that's okay you don't that's have totally to be that fine. yeah <laughs> That was, I mean, I remember doing um, Joke Thieves with um, like a, a young uh, a gay comic and his set was mostly about sort of being gay and things that he worked on yeah. and living in a heteronormative world. And, and, um, and my jokes were just about stuff. And I remember going up and I had, I had a blast doing his stuff because I just did it as a straight guy. Yeah. So I just did it very, he was very animated and sort of big and I just did it very mm -hmm. low key. I was very still. And I just, I told the same jokes, but I just made them straight. And that right. was just a little tweak. And it was so fun. I really enjoyed That's it. That's great. But I remember him going up and being like, while he was on stage, he was just like, uh, I think he talked about the class system. And there was a joke about flags. And there was, and it was like, yeah, man, there was a lot. And he was like, wait, is being a straight comic hard? <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> Like, no, oh I just, my god, that's just so have, great! I just have nothing to lean on. I just have to. There's no. I don't have the identity to draw on because I don't. Mine's been normal. Yeah. That's mine's been perceived as the normal for so long that I don't have yeah. any fish out of water stuff. So I would never dare try. And that's what so many like the new all right comics are trying to do, being like, "Well, as a white man, it's like it's too new, but you don't. Mm -mm. No, nope. mm -mm. <laughs> it's not." And they're trying to do it's like you can't. This, you're you're complaining about a broken engagement in yeah. a rape fantasy world. That's what's happening yeah. right now. You've you've grossly overestimated your your engagement in this. It's a rape fantasy world, folks. Yeah. <laughs> Engage <laughs> or not. Don't be <laughs> a broken engage. engagement in a rape fantasy world. <laughs> 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 I want that on a on one of those quote posters. 
yeah. on like a the, over a picture of a sunset or something. I'm gonna I'm gonna get you a notebook that says that in like inspirational <laughs> cursive on the front. <laughs> <laughs> John will have enjoyed that one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And that's the raid that's message. The raid message. <laughs> yeah. It's the raid message for sure. <laughs> cross-stitch pillow. Absolutely. Excellent. Oh my God. That'd be an excellent cross-stitch pillow. Rape fantasy and broken engagement must have a strong Venn diagram overlap. I don't know. I may, eh. Oh no. I, I, I would think so actually. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> fair enough. Yeah, merch. Shona Bear, if you want to make cross-stitch pillow merch for us. <laughs> you be, Not even for us. If you want to make it, we'll sell it for you. We'll actively advertise your Etsy mm -hmm. account. We don't want to. Yeah. If you if you went to the all, all the work of cross-stitching a pillow that's a dopey, a broken engagement in a rape fantasy world, I don't want a cut of that. I, that's you. No, that's <laughs> all you. You deserve every penny. I said the words, penny. but you fucking made a pillow. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> Um, we have crossed the 90 minute mark. Nice one. I really have to pee. All right. Get out of here. Who um, should we raid? Who shall we raid? I am in the wrong view. How do I? I mean, if we're, if we're making that the raid message, which I'm not sure I condone. Uh, I feel like Fox Comedy is the only Fox one that we. He's the, yeah. the only one we can raid with that message. Yeah, yeah. he's definitely the only one. Uh, uh, so yeah, we'll, I feel we'll like that's that. a big that's a big mood shift to have thirty odd people just show up with. Nah, Fox can handle that. All right, I want I want it on the record that I was I I was reticent. <laughs> <laughs> it's not now. Fox Fox can totally handle it. All right. All right. Oh, by We're the way, Shona, for that? Before, Shona, before we go, uh, uh, I don't know if you heard um, or if you saw the comment that Shona put in my Discord, but apparently she was on Tinder um, and saw a dude that looked like me and his name was Chris, so she had to swipe left on him. She was like, I can't. It's too close. Nope. And got rid of That's him. That's so, so funny. That's excellent. So funny. Um, so funny. The raise message. Oh, hang on. We... John has we just all, we almost had John. We almost had John, but he's gone again. He's not there. No, okay. Uh, we'll let know. We'll let him know what the raid message was. Um, so <laughs> my phone also suggests bets if I type Chris. Fuck yeah, That's baby! <laughs> this is a great Western railway service to London. What have you guys been talking about since I've been gone? Uh, mostly this. Don't, oh be, a broken don't be a broken engagement in a rape in a fantasy, rape world, fantasy world. Don't tell me don't how to live it. my life, guys. Sometimes you just have to. Uh... <laughs> Steve, I'm uncomfortable with this, and it was my suggestion. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> well, that's the raid message, John. I, oh I officially reticent, but all right. If we're doing it, we're doing it. I believe in everyone. Uh... What, what's the raid message going to be? Uh, don't, don't be a broken, be a broken engagement, engagement in a rape fantasy world. world. Really glad I wasn't really here for this one. I got to tell you, this is going to be much easier for me to apologize for since I wasn't a part of it. 
Uh, do we have any? Uh, what's what's the thing? Plugs, plugs. That's that's what we do at the end of the show. <laughs> so, uh, so I'm, I'm just gigging. I'm just gigging. So don't mess catch me here. Give us a follow. Uh, Join our Patreon. Join our Patreon. Join our Patreon. Yeah, You'll get two you episodes of Christmas. That's right. Um, John, yeah. I uh, just go buy my albums. I don't know. Hang out. Have a great time. Be, be nice Let's to do each that. other. Yeah, be excellent to each other. Give a, buy a yeah. homeless person something tomorrow. That's what I'm plugging. Oh, it's nice. I, <laughs> probably get um, banned because of you guys been, once in my life. Oh, no. <laughs> That's really funny. Um, my plug is, uh, yeah, join the Patreon, do all of that. We have only two shows left before Christmas. We're doing our yeah. final show on Thursday. So come along and see that. I won't be here tomorrow night. And I'll uh, be late. And John will be late. And we're hopefully going to have found a guest. And I forgot to book a guest host. So. Okay, so we'll see what happens. Tomorrow night will be a surprise for everybody involved. Um, yeah, cool. It's okay, gonna... let's cue the old lady. All right. Bye, everybody. See you tomorrow. Bye. We're still here. Where's the old lady? Oh, I thought you were doing it. That's all. Penis into her vagina. That's all. That's all. And that's called sexual intercourse. Some people call it having sex. So the man passes the sperm to the woman, and now his sperm is in her. Maybe you're wondering if a mistake could be made.